Julie. Welcome to Hey Julie, a podcast about Big Brother. My name is Brett. And I'm Danielle. Oh boy, Danielle, things happen. I feel like I say that every day. How's it going, Danielle? Oh my gosh, things are really good for me, Brett. Um, It's Friday (laughs) (laughs) as we're recording this. And I just feel like alive and all warm and fuzzy inside because honestly, of the questions and comments the listeners have been sending in, I just feel like they've been tickling my funny bone. One person, shout out to Rennie Stan, who- Is that um, you? (laughs) Yeah, it's just my alter ego. (laughs) It's my burner account. Um, Who just gave a shout out to Richard Jewell. I mean, just thinking those words (laughs) brings a smile to my face. So- Thank you to all of you. I really am just so excited for every new person who came to us from the, you know, Richard Jewell subreddits (laughs) and all the people on, you know, hashtag BB22 who, you know, in in the middle of people screen capping or posting videos from the live feed, it's our account talking about um, a guy, I think Richard Jewell (laughs) is dead to my knowledge, Uh, the guy who was implicated. He's not (laughs) dead. Yes, he is. He had a heart attack and died. We're oh, dead. I oh. This. oh, I thought, okay. Yeah, maybe that's true. That might be true. Um, yeah, he died in 2007. <laughs> okay, well, I'm sorry, but I'm stuck in the 90s where Richard Jewell is alive and well. <laughs> and, and saving America every <laughs> yes. day. I didn't age. Like, my mind <laughs> stops taking information after 2000, before 2000, no, after 2006. So... <laughs> I'm just, you know, I'm like an yeah. unfrozen cave woman here. Anyways, uh, we had the culmination of an interesting week in yes. Big Brother. Lots of stuff, like an actually somewhat close uh, eviction. Um, we had a head of household that didn't play out on the air last night. So you had to hop on feeds to find out who won. I imagine we'll talk about that later and we'll, we'll get into some questions. Um should we start on Wednesday? Is there, yeah. is there stuff you want to talk about there? Well, there's not really anything coming or to I'm mind. I'm sorry, Tuesday, because Wednesday yeah. was the, of right. course, the uh, Academy of Country Music Awards. Of course. Um, this, by the way, this mix up totally messed up my week and made this week oh, feel gosh, incredibly so long. So, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but mostly what I'm, what was fun about Wednesday was just the veto competition itself. Because I, I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I'm actually very anti-tiny things. I hate small things. I wish they would just be regular sized. And seeing people with their big, fat, regular sized hands next to tiny little things just grosses me out. Is, it, is that like a phobia? Just like little it tiny must things? Be. I'm sure Ryan Murphy is writing a season of his show about it because it's it must be real. I just don't like it. Like, I remember it was an Instagram fad or trend for a while where it was like making tiny little foods or oh, you know, yeah. like, tiny burritos or tiny little eggs or whatever it was. And I just it really I find it very unsettling. So wow. this veto competition was difficult for me to watch, but I did watch it for a day. And one thing I also want to say about this veto competition is this veto competition showed me whose face can handle a close up. Oh, because oh, this was an extreme close up. Okay. Oh yeah. Well, at first I was like, oh, I didn't think anyone's face looked good. But then at the more I looked, I was like, actually, Danny has beautiful skin. So does Jay. Um, Tyler mm-hmm. looked quite luminous. The only person who couldn't and Cody made fun of him for it was Enzo because he kept sticking his tongue out, which was very distracting and um, again upsetting. Uh, I here's the thing: like I actually kind of had a weird time with this episode, even though I knew like a good thing happens in it, right? Davon wins veto. Like, I don't know. I just, I was watching the competition, but also I was like kind of on my phone because I knew what happens. Right, like, sure, I, sure, sure. I mean, there wasn't much. Uh, well, the only other, it's, it's new, right? Like, they, didn't, they haven't done this one before. There was also like the preamble and post-amble of this competition. Oh, which yes. Featured, featured a couple people clearly thinking, like, this is my chance to show my acting abilities. I can't believe Cody's getting a second chance because, <laughs> as we know, Cody is starring this 
this winter season, I believe Cody is starring in a one of those Hallmark Christmas movies, like right. Love at the Apple Orchard or whatever. Is he? And he does he play a dead angel, or is the child in the movie a dead angel? I have not gone deep into this. Okay, I thought I thought he was just playing like a like a hunky guy. He's like the romantic leader. But there like is a, an angel. Uh, and someone, there's a dead kid in it. It's either a dead kid or it's him. I don't know who, but someone oh. said and an angel. We're gonna have to pick this up on the next pod. This is making me think of that John Mulaney bit. You know, like Angel Tot. I uh, <laughs> oh, okay. here's the thing. Oh. You don't like small things. Mm. I don't. <laughs> I have learned about myself. Uh, I don't really like comedy. I don't enjoy I, comedy no, anymore. I, I totally I have relate. Not, watched a couple weeks ago in the choir there were some new specials on netflix or amazon or something like that I'm like all right i haven't watched a comedy special in over two years let's let's see what everyone's talking about and yes. i'm like i'm just sitting here completely joyless and not i'm the same way no yeah. i also am not really a fan of comedy anymore and just <laughs> yes. for all of our new listeners brett and i met in the comedy world <laughs> in new york we were both doing comedy but now we've turned our backs on the way that the, that we were brought together but i will say this john mulaney bit is very funny but anyway. i'm sure it is i find him enjoyable but i also i just i literally can't I don't get any enjoyment out of watching stand-up comedy. No. It's like just Especially like live. Yeah. When, when I used to go to live comedy, I, I kid you guys not, I used to be young and have fun. I used to go to live comedy like six nights a week. This was how we met is because we <laughs> literally spent our the first half of our 20s six nights a week at comedy. Either venues. watching or performing. And so that that passion has has dried up. Yeah. Much like, so that's what any young Much listeners, like that's what you have to look forward to. <laughs> Anything you're passionate about right now. The only thing, the only passion I have that hasn't dried up is my passion for Big Brother. And listen, oh. it's playing with me. <laughs> it's really oh, toying with, with me. Global warming, uh, climate change <laughs> is affecting this as well. In terms of the drying and fading away of our Right. Our but oceans. so, wait, I, this did, the reason we got into this, I did want to give a little shout out to Cody. He did make me laugh. I think it was in Tuesday's episode when, yeah, when David used his power and then was going around to people being like, did you use it on me? And Cody just laughed and was like, come on, dude. No, we realized that you did it on him yourself. Like that made me really laugh. I thought it was a very likable moment for Cody. Oh gosh. So, oh, poor, poor David. It's, he's just like out there on his own, doing his own thing. And God bless him. God bless him. Jury member. All-star David. <laughs> yeah. He, listen, he probably had the best second season of the best returning season stat rec or record of any of them. Most improved player. Yeah, he did. Uh, yeah, I mean, Cody, Cody also, yeah, he, he, has, he had some good moments. I really don't enjoy spending my time with Cody, but he had that. And then he also had when when the, the little uh, shrinking ray mm -hmm. turned on, He we had a... Uh, we had a cliffhanger because uh. it was zoomed in on Cody's face and he goes, where did they go? <laughs> <laughs> and you know, the producers were like, they were like, Cody, we're going to have you do this part. And you know, he knew, wow, this is my moment. He, he hit his mark. He's like Tom Cruise. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> here and here, listen, guys, this is where being a casual really comes into play and, and is a much more enjoyable experience. Yeah. You say you don't want to spend time with Cody. I'm like, I love it. Yeah, just watching the show and not watching any feeds. I'm I'm like, oh, who's this hunky young gentleman? He seems good natured. I'm enjoying it. <laughs> I do have a casual. I do have a semi casual take for later in the episode. Okay, I will save it. All right. Well, so so yeah, David uses his disruptor. Danny has to nominate Ian. Ian's very upset. Um, they play for me. is completely out of order. She, right. nom she nominates Tyler. <laughs> oh my God, such a casual. She nominates You're Tyler. Right. Okay, she nominates Tyler. Then they play the veto. Day takes off Kevin. Then she nominates Ian. I do, I do want to say in this while we're discussing acting. Yes. I find it truly, there's a lot of Devon in this episode, obviously. And on her, uh, her little lower third, it says Devon. And then it says... 
acting coach. <laughs> and I find it incredible because the thing that she is most famous for in this world is a gift that says pretends to be shocked. It's a gift of her teaching acting. I just thought it was just good, just, you know, well, honestly, synchronicity there. Day, she's got that one, but she's also got the one busting through the door when she got evicted the first time. Like, she really is queen of the, she has many. Oh, she's yeah. She's a jack of all trades. She's the queen of all gifts. Mm-hmm. Um, she's great. She had a great week, great episodes, um, where she got to be funny in the DRs and show her emotional side. She's been great. You know, who was really showing their emotional side this week? I have no idea. Someone (laughs) whose charisma is so red hot. That her parents did not stay on in that competition. No, Nicole, obviously. Nicole. Oh, Nicole. Oh, yeah. I didn't know if you were being funny or not. <laughs> I'm never being funny. Um, so we got a lot of Nicole to talk about. I know. That's the thing. I'm Wednesday, I mean, Tuesday clearly is kind of like a mess for me. So I, I, I what else is there? That on was Wednesday? it. That okay. was it. I mean, we kind of basically talked about it on the Monday pod without yeah. having seen the actual competition. Right. We kind of, we knew what was happening. I think the more interesting thing is now like what happened on Thursday night and how the campaigning went to save Ian and what that ultimate that ultimate decision was because right. I don't I don't know if there's a right answer for Nicole's game maybe what she did probably what she did was right yeah but for television kind of boring and maybe there's an argument I don't know I'm going to I'm going to argue that maybe she should have thought about doing something else i don't know how you feel about it i agree for television's sake it would have been so much more fun to see danny split the tie um there's much to think about in this episode just because well leaving off i the last thing about wednesday's episode i wanted to talk about and the overall thing this week was ian being in my opinion, horrible. He had like a terrible reaction afterwards. He was like hitting stuff in the DR, which I was shocked at. And then, um, a lot of the updates I was reading was him being like, I can't believe I'm going to get evicted by these losers. Like like, these people suck. Like how stupid of them to put me up, blah, blah, blah. And just him being like seeming very generally like a super poor sport. And I tweeted a lot about this, but Ian didn't do anything this season. He laid so low. His only play was being friends with Nicole. So I'm sorry, but you don't get to act as if like, oh, your master plan, your master plan was laying low and they caught on to you and now you're gone. Sorry. And he like rationalized this whole thing as like, oh, this is a, this is a massive blunder on Danny's part. Right. She just doesn't know what she's doing. It's like. She knows what the fuck she's doing. She's yeah. an all-star too. Yeah. What and, is what are you what are you to her? Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. So yeah, I mean Ian failed to recognize the alliance, but I think Nicole, I mean, you don't want to be seen as someone who like changes alliances, but like that happens in this game. And she says in her DRs on Thursday night, like, this is the opportunity to get out Tyler. Because here's the thing. And she kind of has all the right instincts. And it's like, sorry, internet, that we're going to, like, praise Nicole here for a little bit. But so I, I thought she actually kind of had, like, a bit of a redeemable, potentially redeemable moment here where she could have shown herself to be, like, kind of a an interesting strategic player here willing to make difficult situations so it's like when cody says like yo i'm keeping tyler around that shows you his cards that shows you that tyler is more important to him than you and we are getting to the point in the game where you kind of have to start thinking about the second half and like no longer thinking about what your like about your like because your alliance is about to start going after each other right right and you have this opportunity kind of to almost shift allegiances here right like if nicole had if nicole was able to she didn't have to go to cody 
right? She didn't have to go to Memphis. Memphis, by the way, just like completely on one when he's like, <laughs> when she's like, oh, she's kind of testing the waters of Memphis. Oh like, my God. should we keep Tyler? And he's like, if you want to go hang out with Ian so bad, we can fucking make that happen. <laughs> yeah. he's, he is intense. I mean, he says it with a smile. He says it with a laugh. Like it's a joke, but you know, it's true. She oh, even yeah. said, she was like, I think that was not a joke. Ian, oh, Memphis never jokes because no. he is, as we all know, a successful rent- restaurateur. <laughs> yeah, they do not have senses of humor. No. So it's like all she has to convince is Danny, right? And we, they can, cr- and Danny has this really good relationship with Davon, despite all that happened on the the veto episode and Davon sort of breaking that trust with Danny. Danny comes away from it being still like, I still trust her. I still want to work with her. I don't agree with it. It upset me. I was put in a bad position. I had to nominate literally half of the damn house this week. Yeah. But I still want to work with her. All she had to convince was Danny. And then because at a certain point, like you going to Cody and and Memphis and and those guys and them saying, well, we want to keep Tyler around that shows you their cards which is when we get to final six you're going yeah Nicole sorry I'm not keeping you around I'm keeping around Tyler and Cody are going to be tighter than that so it's like do you you got to start planning for like busting those alliances up and as you are already concerned about Tyler and Cody are really good at a lot are really good at competitions right not that they've won too many this year like Cody won the first HOH, right? Maybe did he won a veto on top of that? But it's he's like, great. He is consistently is like so close to winning. Here at the at this point, it feels like everyone everyone's kind of won a competition in the in this season. So Nicole, all you have to do is get Danny, who has a relationship with Davon, and you could have this alliance of Nicole, Danny, Davon, Ian, Kevin, and David. That's six people versus Memphis. Christmas and Cody because Tyler's gone and Mm -hmm. Enzo is kind of Enzo would ostensibly be with that group but like he isn't officially really in that committee group so there was actually kind of an opportunity to flip it around keep Ian get rid of Tyler and have kind of like a six on four sort of thing yeah granted it's a bit of the losers club and Nicole could have been the queen of the losers club and And everybody would have loved her again I totally agree that's what I was thinking too when like the episode, and we got some tweets and um, comments about how the episode apparently it shows Nicole trying to campaign, but the people of the internet were saying that like she did the bare minimum so that they would have footage of that. When in reality, she didn't mm. try that hard to get him mm. to say, which is fair. But the other thing I'll say is like, was Ian campaigning hard enough? Clearly not. No, because it's like he was. I mean, he had such a poor. He, in retrospect, he kind of had a, didn't really have a good grasp of of what what was fully going on. Yeah. He thought of it as we said earlier. He thought of it as like, oh well, Dan, Danielle was just making like a random game move, and he completely bought into her story of, oh, you're just the pawn, you're just the pawn. And it's like, maybe whenever someone says something to you, consider that they mean the opposite. Yeah. Um. <sighs> I all this to say, like I start, I know I started this shitting on Ian's attitude, but I do want to give him like the most props and respect because the second he got voted out, he was incredibly classy when he gave his interview with Julie. Like, that's exactly what I want, especially when someone is like kind of shitty inside the house. Not that he was so horrible, but he was just kind of annoying. But I love when they leave and it's like they leave the baggage at the door. Like, you know what? It's a game. Good for them. They got me out. I loved that. That made me happy. The only thing better than that would be someone being extremely petty. Oh, oh yes. Yes. But like so petty. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Like Rachel Riley levels. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like there's like you either want to be like really classy or you want to be still like really fuming and upset and like. Yeah. How petty or spiteful or something like that. Like mm-hmm. being in the middle and being like, well, I had fun. I guess. Oh, I don't, yeah. I don't know. No. So good for Ian. Um, yeah. Nicole was a Goodbye. huge part of this episode, setting her up really to be like this, this wronged wronged princess of that big alliance yeah and i I mean all the campaigning that she did 
is painting the target anyways. So like now after all of this stuff that you didn't even fucking follow through with, you're you and Danny are still are going to be like the first people to go when David and Davon and Kevin are gone. Like you guys are going to be next. And I don't know. It's like sometimes I don't know. This is what we talked about with Davon earlier in the week. It's like you have a vote. You this is a democracy in this game. You have a yeah. vote. Make them make the decision. Make them show you their cards. Exactly. Don't make things easy for your enemies. Yeah. Like of course it puts a target on your back for you to force the tie with Danny, but you doing all this rigmarole does all of that paint target painting anyways. Yeah. So force her to make a decision, force her to pick sides, and there's an opportunity to switch sides there. Like you have it's so weird like it, it felt like and i didn't watch too much of the feeds this week but like there were three people voting alongside of you nicole like i didn't see her chatting with them at all this week granted i didn't really watch too right. much of the feeds but i didn't see that in the episode at least like why aren't you beginning to work with these people and yeah like you have people who are voting alongside of you who want to keep ian in the game who vote want to vote? Who also recognize it's an opportunity to vote out Tyler? Maybe these are people who, if you're sharing, if you agree on that thing, maybe they're people who are worth working with later in the game, rather than like begging Cody to like go along with you. When did Cody become the master of the fucking universe? Yeah, these aren't these weren't aren't single issue voters. These are people who you yeah. might have a lot in common with, a lot of similar goals. Make a coalition, baby. Yeah, uh, I mean, if they're if Nicole loses. And I still think she's got a lot of game left in her. But if she does, this is the week that sealed the deal. I know. I think she did. I I don't think she I don't see how she can other than going on like a crazy competition run. I don't see how she can get out of this. Like, I think she's we saw this in Cody's well, face and like we saw you, this like they were getting fucking frustrated with her. And Cody's more is going to be more loyal to Enzo, who's not even in the yeah. damn committee, whatever the hell they're called. You think? Like, oh, yeah. I think he's more loyal to Nicole than Enzo, but I think actually, yeah, it's tough. He wants his own game just in case. Cody's playing really well. He's so well insulated. Oh, absolutely. Um, Guns to my head. He's the winner this year. I know you keep saying that, which is um, triggering for me. But the then gun again, thing or the well, who am I fooling? Why am I kidding myself? Who do I think is going to win? Not Day. Not Kevin. Hilarious. Hilarious if David got that far, but who am I kidding? It's going to be Enzo, Tyler, and Cody in the final three. I don't even know who D David would beat in the final two. Like maybe Kevin, maybe Christmas. That's it. It's hard because no one likes, I don't think any of them actually like David. No. <laughs> so. Like, First, one of the first thing that happens on the Tuesday night episode is like Memphis. He puts his arm around David's neck in like such a controlling, like boy sort yeah. of way. Yeah, and I fucking think that dude is disgusting as fuck. And it's like, he's quit it with this fucking hazing bullshit. David's That's a fucking grown is, man. Right? Leave him feel? alone. It's like super. It feels so fraternity. No, I mean it feels worse than that, and you know which, and you know how what I mean oh, I when I say that. Like, oh, yeah. I said, I said the word "boy." Like that's that's what it seems like. It's like it yeah. feels like vaguely like I'm I'm in control of you. Ugh. Literally, my yeah. hand is around your neck. It's fucking gross. Eat it, yeah. Memphis. <laughs> I do uh, have something to say about Memphis later. In this. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, the only, I, f I feel like we've discussed most of this episode. The only thing clearly that we haven't talked about <gasps> is a doozy. Um, and are we talking about Angela's plant-based kitchen cookbook? <laughs> no, we're not in chain. <laughs> yes. No, Julie's outfit. Oh my God. Danielle, please intrigue us all. So let me have, I mean, when I saw this picture, I mean, when I saw this outfit on the screen, I went, what? <laughs> <laughs> I shrieked. 
just because I couldn't believe what I was seeing. It was just such a departure. Julie was wearing skin tight black patent leather pants. A translucent. Oh, yes. Go ahead. What's the difference? Because I'm a boy. I just don't understand these things. What's the difference between leather and patent leather? Patent leather is shiny. Oh, okay. It's like, a, it. it's like a, some sort of like. Whereas leather is treatment. usually just matte. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Continue. My apologies. The shirt was translucent, um, patterned. You couldn't see her bra, but like if the strategic placement of the loose blazer was not covering her, you maybe could have. The blazer, speaking of a, I believe, leopard print. In many different colors. Yeah, not le- not traditional leopard no, colors, no, like no, 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 blue no. and red and shit. Yes. Um, her hair was down and curled. And the jewelry, now this I must discuss. Oh, I've made note of the jewelry. <laughs> <laughs> not only is she wearing a closer-to-the-neck cross, which as we know from Julie's... Oh, yes, yes, Brett? There were two crosses, Danielle. Uh, Oh, I'm so sorry. I only noticed one. There were two. So, well, two crosses. And then, as if the crosses didn't make enough of a point, I believe, I believe a shark tooth Or like saber tooth. It almost looked more mammalian than, <laughs> yes. than uh, fish. Complete. Of the fish complete. <laughs> yes, absolutely. With a couple chunky bangles and thick rings. This look, I tweeted that this look was a cry for help. <laughs> but the question is, was, was it hot? Was it hot? Danielle. And you know what? This look was hot. Danielle, I fully agree <laughs> with you. I saw this. I saw the tweet first. I saw this look is a cry for help. And I'm like, what's going on? I the same thing. I turned on Big Brother. I'm like, what? This is crazy. <laughs> I, I got to tell you. I mean, maybe it's me entering, you know, the sixth month of the core of of not being having much co- contact with people. This was Sunset Strip 1989. Yes. This is Vegas 2007. This is like mama's going out. A mama's meeting a new husband. It yeah. was like, this is like someone, this is the female version of the peacock, right? This is her going out and being like. Boys, I'm available. <laughs> and I got and I'm dirty. I play dirty in the sheets. <laughs> it was <laughs> hot for me. It was just a lot. You're, you're so right. She picked a lot of random stuff. Her stylist showed up. Like these were all parts of separate outfits that her stylist showed up with. And she said, I'll take one from this one, one from this yeah. one, one from this one. And you, and did it work? No, but the bravery, (laughs) the bravery behind it worked. This was her telling Les Moonves, hey, you better watch it, buddy. Yeah. You better stop hogging the Peloton because I am looking chic and I will get attention elsewhere. You don't give it to me. I don't care if the vaccine is 40% effective. I'm getting that stuck in my arm. I'm going to the the whiskey a go-go on Friday (laughs) night. I'm going to go see Steel Panther. Um, yeah, so we we got so many comments about that. You know, we got from at Digicho, what is wrong with Julie Chen? <laughs> we got, um, oh, we actually got some comments about Danny's dress, speaking of Thursday's episode, before we get into spoilers, which was... <laughs> Boring. No, her dress, listen, we got, a lot, we got comments about this and questions. I loved her dress. This is from... From paging Dr. Will, what sparked to mind when you saw Danny's dress? I immediately thought of a folded patio umbrella, but a lot of people went with circus tent. Would you ever wear <laughs> such a garment? Brett, I think you would look very pretty, just like the pretty actress, Dizzy Phillips. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I loved this dress, actually. Anytime, it was so eye-catching. Danny's style, it's really not for me. I would never, it's so boho. It's, it's very, so beachy. So it's California. very Southwestern. It's very Southwestern. Oh, Southwestern. It's very like hippie, dippy, 
but she looks, it works for her. It looks so good on her to me. Yeah, it's like Santa Fe art mm, scene. Big hats and, and flowy fabrics yeah. and bold prints. It just, I think she has great style. It's so not my style, but I love it. Climate, climate wise, you just don't, you know, just oh, geographically, no. you could have pulled that off. The streets of Toronto, very cold. Um, from Morgan E. Dunn. I need to know your thoughts on Nicole's edit in Thursday's episode. Was she actually upset to lose Ian this week? Yeah, I don't think she's like that good of an actress. I don't think so either. I think she was upset. But then the thing that I want more of out of Nicole is like, this is a former winner who clearly has sent people home before and will keep do it again. I want to see a little more of like the... Well, I lost my friend, but I'm still here, bitch. You know, no, like the a little tenth, the Angela. Yeah, a little like you know what? I never him, loved you. Better no. him than me. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, I mean, maybe she was just crying for herself because, like, I mean, I hope she would understand that. Like, this week shows that she is like she said it. Like, am I the low man on the totem pole in this alliance? And it's like, yeah, you are. Like, yeah. if they're fighting this much to keep Tyler around when there's every reason to vote him out, like, even on the from the HOH's perspective, on a, on a week where it could be a tie, like, it shows you that there's not, I don't know, like, that they all care much more about him than you. And I, I guess I understand the opposite of, like, why are we going to, why are we going to break our back why are we going to go out of our way to protect Ian? But it's like, you have to, I don't know. You have to recognize at a certain point, it's like, there's an opportunity to get out like a potential game winner here. Right. And if they pick the guy who could potentially beat them in the game means that they don't care about you, Nicole. Like they're much more concerned about like, well, I want Tyler around for that final four veto to save me. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's, it's too bad. Uh, from Hamster Wrist, what type of cry for help are we witnessing from Julie Chen Moonves this week? Is she perhaps sending out a distress signal to the very famous and very pretty Dancing oh. with the Stars lead, Carol Baskin? Oh. Because as we mentioned, it was leopard print. Yeah, this like these questions and comments about Julie do bring up another thing that we didn't talk about, um, which was how she had nothing to say to Ian. <laughs> And it was very awkward. Uh, yeah, it actually was. In retrospect, I thought it was like she was just like felt really bad. I thought in the moment, I thought she just felt really bad for him. But yeah, now that you mentioned that, she was just like, it's like when you, you know, it's when you go to a, a wedding, but like yes. you haven't even, but you haven't met the, like you're such good friends with like party A that they invite you to the wedding, even though you, you haven't met the spouse Right. They're marrying or whatever. And it's just like, hey. Yeah. Nice yeah. to meet you at your wedding. Well, like, um, I want to be so yeah. respectful of you because this is your big day. And I'm sure you're great. But um, yeah. so the, the venue is very beautiful. Yeah. And just those vows were awesome. Um, yeah. Corinthians. Wow. What original. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just really, it felt like she wasn't prepared. Like her producers didn't give her yeah, enough questions yeah, totally. to fill the time. Cause she took a very intense, she was like, Ian, I just want you to know <laughs> I'm such a big fan. Like it was, it was like for the previous evictees, it was very genuine, like Julie fangirling over Janelle and Kaser. Uh, yes. And she loved Keisha clearly. But for Ian, it was sort of like, well, uh, you're out and there wasn't much you did in the game. So um, you are you are still a legend, I guess. But uh, well, enjoy yeah. jury. You know, there was just not much to discuss. Julie Chen, she she listens to this pod and she agrees that yeah. Ian was a non-factor this year. Um, here. Oh, I, I don't know if we should say. Oh, here's a question from John Howard, 023. Why do you think Julie didn't say, judge not lest ye be judged, the way everyone in the history of the English <laughs> language has always said it? That's a good, I thought the same thing. I thought that too. I was like, wait, 
all of her sign-off sayings either have the word judge or kind in them. So she's just regurgitating different ways of saying them. Maybe she <clears> said, don't judge or thus you be judged earlier in the season and we forgot. I don't think so. I think okay. she I think she said like, and remember, leave your judgment at the door. And remember, judging on? a book by the by cover yeah. is bad. <laughs> like she just keeps changing it. But it's always the same thing. Um What the hell is going on? Like I we need like a New York Times reporter to like, I know. Do some digging. Like do just like the four day, like I spent a week with Julie Chen Moonves at her palatial estate and like just the real sort of like end of the tour like just you know crack piece about facade. her yeah, yeah exactly yeah, just like that that um, full interview embedded interview yes from mark four nine four two nine two two eight eight nine please brother. call that number if it is, a, <laughs> if it is seven numbers big brother is now just a source of depression for me would y'all consider switching to Love Island? Y'all are amazing and gifted. And remind me of the gifted, talented classes humor versus the regular class kid humor. Please. <laughs> Thank you so much, especially after we both talked about how much we don't like comedy anymore. To give us such a compliment is really very nice. Um, I, we tried to do Love Island, didn't we? And then or we just mostly talked about Ariel Vanderberg. I'm going to give a one word answer on, on the Love Island question. No. <laughs> that show is fucking like that show is horrible. I I've haven't watched, watched at all this season. I watched five minutes of it when the U.S. thing came out. Like I guess the U U.K. version is better. I, I, I don't even know how to find that. I'm sure I could find it. I'm sure Google.com could show me. But like, no, I I also don't. I don't really like dating shows and like, especially these kinds where it's like you don't even really get to know the people and it's like. As we discussed on previous episodes, I fucking hate hot people. Like they should be <laughs> fucking smack. Like and I'm I want to see shows. I love hot people. I want to see shows where hot people are like ripped of their of their like their facade. Like I want to see people get like hurt and like maimed <laughs> and like oh my gosh, his face will never be the same again. Anything <laughs> oh else with hot people, I don't. I don't care about. Um, wow. Wow. Uh, Brett. Sorry. Oh, I don't even know how you live in LA. Honestly. I currently live in an, in an apartment and I never go outside. <laughs> it's like the worst place to be for that. Um, just a couple other questions from last night. My first thought was what will Hey Julie think about the dress from Patrick M. Dunn? E. Tulinator said, why is Julie being so weird in these interviews? Uh, Anda Panda 7701 said, Ian made Julie speechless. And as we said, I don't think it was Ian. I think it was Julie being very ill-prepared. And I think that's pretty much it. Is that a shark tooth necklace? <laughs> Those, I think, are the questions all about last night. We got a ton and I just wanted to get through them. I think we can talk a little bit about spoilers now. All right. So if you don't want to know who wins head of households, I don't believe we've had um, a nominees. But when you find out who, you won't have to guess. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to sign off, goodbye. See you later. Okay, they're gone. So it was a puzzle comp. And as I'm watching it, I was like, oh, you know, t Cody's doing really well. Um, someone else, maybe it was Kevin was doing well. And then I saw Memphis and I was like, oh. He will win this. I knew he was going to. I didn't even, the episode ended. Usually I check my phone for a while, hoping I'll see something from the feeds. I didn't even bother because I knew deep in my soul, I knew Memphis was going to win this one. And girl, you were right. I was right. And I haven't, because it's just so boring. Even though I've talked about how I do enjoy the way Memphis plays and does whatever he wants and is such an asshole, like it makes good for good TV. But um, I just haven't cared because it's like, obviously, he's going to put up David and Kevin, right? Like, is yeah, there... Yeah, or Davod maybe in there. So Memphis. Uh, Memphis is likely a horrible person. Um, whether he knows it or not has been 
treating the people of color, especially David, especially David, with a sort of subtle, um, unspoken disrespect as if they were less than him in a way that I, I haven't even seen on Big Brother in a while, where it's just like, I, I talked about it earlier, go back, watch the first few minutes of the episode from Tuesday night. He like wraps his arm in like such a bullying sort of like, I control you sort of way. That being said, I'm like coming around on like Memphis's. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming around on like, this dude does not care. He sits around. He puts on sunglasses and completely checks out of the show for weeks on end. I, when people ask him about, like, Ian went to go campaign to him the other day, and Ian's like, "Oh, you, you know, trying to do his thing," and it's like, "Oh, I," you know, Ian's like, "Obviously, like, you know, Tyler is a, a, a more like a bigger target than me or whatever." Memphis doesn't doesn't even fucking entertain him with uh, like like just stringing him along. Memphis is like. No, you're the very target. <laughs> the Which thing is we mentioned, what I'm saying it's good TV. Yeah, exactly. The thing we mentioned earlier, where it's like Nicole's like trying to campaign for Ian, and Memphis is like, if "You want to hang out with him so bad? We can make that happen." He just gets <laughs> up and leaves. Like, it's great. I don't know who he's nominating. He's probably going to nominate some combination of the three minorities in the house. <laughs> Let's be yeah. real. And but he hasn't even really told his own teammates. And he's even said on the fees, he's like, I'm not telling anyone. Anytime I say something, you know, there's too many loose lips in the house. I'm just gonna do this myself and I'm just not gonna I'm not gonna tell anyone. Like it's just like King Memphis for the week. He doesn't tell anyone what's going on. Yeah. He doesn't have to talk out any decisions or get any sort of group consensus on anything because he's Memphis and <laughs> it's like it's gonna be a horrible week. Like someone we like is gonna go home. You know what I hate? What really grinds my gears? Yeah. The fact that Memphis and Christmas get along and are buddies. Of course they because, are. Because yeah, but like now that's a fight I want to see. They have the sort of like fucking smooth brained like they do live in Phoenix MLM yeah. fucking <laughs> totally. shit. For brain shit like that. I don't know. Like, of course those people would get along. They're like, I know it just, I, I God, I would love to see them in a knockdown drag out fight. That's who I would love to see go head to head. They don't love Donald Trump, but they think Ben Shapiro has some really smart ideas and just Ugh. like says them in a smart way. Like they're fucking horrible. Go you know do who, meth. You know, I, this isn't really spoiler specific, but just like, you know, who really got off these past two weeks, just scot free, pristine. Tyler. Oh my God. <laughs> like considering how messy his gameplay was and how he, why did he go from like desperate to go home, like willing to put himself on the block to now he's like, it, he's like in it. He had his fucking body strapped to the injection chair <laughs> and the guy with the fucking, the syringe was like in on his game. And He's like walking scot free. I'm like finding myself kind of enjoying Tyler this season, right. like as a player. I got. I'm not like gonna fucking give a shit about his like his uh, jewelry company or whatever. Wait, I'm not gonna no, follow wait, him. wait, don't. I don't just, really follow any BB people outside of the game. Like, what's don't their, what's gloss their over the fact that you sent me a link to not yes. chain. Not we must, chain. We must discuss not and chain. Yeah, so I dove into this. I mean, Tyler, Tyler <laughs> shouted out. I was more interested in Angela's plant-based kitchen, colon, 100-plus plant-based recipes, which is on Amazon.com. What I really wanted to see was, like, you know how you can peek into the book? Yes. I wanted to see that because I just wanted to read. You know how and I know this for a fact about this book, even though I have not peeked inside, which is not a feature available. Yeah. On Amazon, um, pay up. You know how every, skate? yeah, you know how every damn uh, recipe starts with like you just want to be like, how do I make like one pot mac and cheese or whatever? And it's like, right. when I was five years old, my grandmother would make this every every Thanksgiving. She would sit us all down and she would hand make all of the pasta. And like, you get a fucking essay about someone's life. 
I was like, I just really want to read the, the essays from yeah. Angela before like deviled eggs or whatever. Sure. What's she got to say? Well, I guess these are plant-based recipes, so they don't have deviled eggs, but I, they don't have any. So I just, I, I, I want to read some reviews from Amazon, if that's all right. Please do. Oh, I would love it. Christine Aquilano says, one star, disgusting, bland, and waste of money. Whoa. Yuck. These recipes are the most disgusting, bland, boring recipes I've made in my life. Not only did I find them tasteless and unhealthy, but no one in my family enjoyed a single meal I cooked from this cookbook. This is basically a scam by a girl who thought she could write a cookbook because she was on a TV show, but she really should just stay out of the kitchen altogether. I really wow. would not purchase this book if I were you. There are many other plant-based cookbooks that call for recipes with a lot more flavor. Wow. Now, uh, I... I have to ask, do you think some of these reviews, as reviews on any Big Brother contestant product or um, business endeavor, are angry fans flooding them with negativity? 1,000%. And I will only be reading from the one-star reviews. Okay, please continue. Uh, There are 38 reviews from this. Um, it has a 4.3 out of 5, so it's 83% five-star reviews honestly. and 17% one-star reviews. There are no four, three, or two-star reviews. <laughs> She's very polarizing, Angela. I want to read one more because I thought, like, Angela's, like, 28. Where the fuck does she get 100? Where does anyone get 100 recipes for anything? Like, <laughs> well, one of the recipes is going to be, like, <laughs> toast. <laughs> Cool. Smash some avocado on it. Yeah, exactly. Boy. No, for real. And like oats. Like here's how I make. Here's twenty oatmeal recipes. One I has was, cinnamon. One has maple I was, sugar. I was thinking of texting you earlier and be like, "Yo, can you spare five bucks between the two two of us? Can we put together the nine ninety nine American and uh, buy this?" But I don't. I don't want them to get a dime. So. Well, here's like I just want to say one thing about Angela's plant based kitchen. Yes, which is. I actually really love and support vegans. I do. I don't, I, my experience with vegans is they are always very nice. No one's ever forcing anything on me or being judgmental as Julie Chen would say. And they're just like doing their thing. I, I enjoy a vegan meal every once in a while. Actually. Sure. So, so I'm not anti the idea of this book. I'm not anti I People can eat however the fuck they want. I don't of care course, about. I don't care about if people are vegan or not. Whatever. Who? I, I'm, I'm curious. Truly... I'm curious about the level of, um, like, if Angela put the same level of work into this book as she put into that YouTube video I watched for two <laughs> minutes of, then I think this book probably sucks. Well, I want to read one more review. Okay. Disappointed, not surprised, from Lisa. <laughs> Lisa's really, really hurt. One wow. star. <laughs> As a new vegan and fan of reality TV, my interest was piqued when this cookbook <laughs> was recommended to me. I didn't know who Angela was, but downloaded it as an ebook after my friends told me she had been on CBS's Big Brother. And I'm so sad I wasted my money. Poorly written, ugly design, and most importantly, boring, bland, predictable vegan recipes that most definitely came from YouTube. Wouldn't recommend to anyone. Also, while researching Angela Rummins after trying one of these disappointing recipes, I found she once made a comment about, quote, looking ghetto with the skin coloration after sun tanning. See, seems pretty racist to me. Yikes. Wow. Okay. Lisa, So much going on. Pardon? So much going on. I think Lisa is actually Rachel from Angela's season and yeah. is finally getting her revenge or being backdoored so, or whatever it was by Angela. That is intense. The most important thing to me was like, because I'm wondering, like, how did Angela get these recipes? Like, all of us, and maybe maybe it's just me, I know how to cook like. 20 things and like yes. every night is like some combination of the 20 things that I know how to cook right and where does someone come up with a hundred vegan recipes she just goes on YouTube and like copies like other creators oh, sure. yes absolutely and then she That's... writes an essay and it's like 
when me and Tyler want a cozy night in after the sea swells in those <laughs> those harsh South Carolina winters. Like yeah. we we need some sweet uh, mashed sweet potatoes. Mm, that sounds good. I'm actually pretty hungry. Me too. Uh, listen, there's probably like a couple good recipes, but no, I will not be purchasing this book. I enjoyed this um, like Brett's book club yeah. entry. I just dove into the, the Tangela a bit. I just want, I also, while we're on the subject of books by Angela, she seems to have another, which is called Unbothered, Break Down the Boulders Between You and Your True Potential. Whoa, I probably need that for myself. <laughs> I just want to shout. Listen, we're giving them a lot of free promo. And Tyler doesn't need it. He used his time on the CBS broadcast episode to shout these things out. So Damn, I'm not giving them any more free, free promo. We must move on. Hold on. Unbothered is zero with Kindle Unlimited. Well, I know what Brett's reading tonight. Not. I don't read. <laughs> Not and chain. Anyway. Not. Guys, <laughs> so that's where we're at, Big Brother wise. Yeah, it's um, gonna be a. I think it's gonna be a tame week. I really hope they prove me wrong. But for as chaotic as Memphis is, like, remember by the end of his HOH, the first time around, like people were like, "Let's vote this motherfucker out." Mm -hmm. But like, despite that, he's very well insulated. The the moment he's not HOH anymore, he's gonna just like put the sunglasses on and fucking hang out and like. <laughs> Yeah. fart and shit and just be a gross ass old man yeah whatever so. yeah it's boring goodbye goodbye Dave like sadly I don't know it's, it feels like the guns are out for David this week yeah it is such a weird choice for Memphis like that's what you want on your on your resume who did he get out first he, no who did he get out first um I could Anthony Nicole Anthony Nicole Anthony Nicole Anthony and David. So you got out the two most recent players. It's pretty yeah, boring. and like the two people who are doing. I don't know. Like I know David's won a little bit of stuff, but like I don't know. He's at this point in the game. Do you want to keep your? I mean, do you want to keep your like your bros around? Because Memphis Cody's going to beat you. Sorry, Enzo's yeah. going to beat you. Sorry. Like they, the three of them formed like a final three this morning, Memphis, Cody, and Enzo. Like, I don't know. Memphis feels like the odd man out. Considering you just did this whole thing where you got to the end with your bro and you lost because yeah. you have the personality of fucking mayonnaise. <laughs> Chunky mayonnaise. Oh, gross. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Straight from the mayonnaise tree. Um, well, guys, we'll just have to see. We'll see. We we'll be here. We'll be chatting through it. Thank yeah. you all again so much for all of your comments and questions. It was a great week for them. And keep tweeting at us, hey Julie BB. And we'll be back in a couple of days. Yeah, hit us up with the uh, Richard Jewell stuff. <laughs> we'll, we'll be there for you all weekend. Goodbye, Julie. Bye, Julie.